the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Hello and welcome to the latest Leash Today Talking Sport podcast and there is only one place to start. It's with uh, Mighty Mo or Magic Mo and the Leash Ladies football team who are heading to Croke Park on Sunday, July 31st. Alan was in Kiltoom in Roscommon today as Leash Beth Clare after extra time 221 to 219. They've given us such entertainment over the past couple of years and like by the looks of it, Alan, they're going to go right to the very end, the very death entertaining people and they putting are. them through like uh, heart failure and uh, all sorts of stress and anxiety and all these things as well but geez, what, a, what, a, what a game what a journey and it's at Croke Park in three weeks time for an Ireland final first time back in Croke Park since 2001 I, I was I was told by one of the players who was playing on that day afterwards and uh, like fuck, incredible scenes and they are a group that have come so far in the last Three years. Like I remember in 2018 being in the Moor Park when they played Limerick in a relegation playoff for uh, the intermediate. They were about to drop the junior and they beat Limerick. Like there was a, that was a close game. They just came out the right side of it. And Donny Brennan took over the year after. Um, it was 2019, I'd say that was, was it? Yeah, or did he take over? Did he have one year with them before COVID and then he took over? No, the year no, no. Kevin Doog uh, was no. over them in 2018 and then there was another guy in, in 2019. Yeah, and then Donny was 2020. So Donny, but they were at rock bottom. That's what I mean. So it's not even as far back as I thought. So it's even shorter than, than I thought. Yeah. It was yeah, so Donny came in 2020 and COVID hit and that was all disruptive. But they've been nothing only upward since. Their, their trajectory has been completely and utterly in one direction. They've had some setbacks along the way. Um, you know, they would have been disappointed last year to lose the All Ireland semi final to Wexford. Be disappointed this year to, to lose the Leinster semi final to Wexford. And uh, now they've got over the semi final and will have the best opportunity possible uh, in the All Ireland final against Wexford in three weeks' time. And as, as uh, I had Mike McAvoy in the show with us during the weekend, she was doing the commentary with Midlands 1 and 3 with Pat Sullivan. And when the result came through uh, from the Wexford game, I think they won like 6 7 to 1 9 or something against Roscommon. They beat them very comfortably, but she just said to me, you know, what motivation that must be for the Leash guards to get a chance to get another go at them and try and get, get one over them this time. And, uh, but Jesus, like, where do you start that game? Like, I, I mean, just start at the start there and get, and, and <sighs> like, because it was streamed live, but it was directly up against the Kerry, uh, Dublin match, which was on RT. So the people who were at it got a wonderful afternoon's entertainment, but the streaming might not have been, you, you were the eyes and ears of the, of the yeah. Leash public. Yeah, well, like, and, and first, most importantly, you went to Kiltoom and not Kilmore. Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't take your direction. I give Alan a great sort of um, history or sort of, uh, or not history, but sort of local knowledge of of of, of a place called Kiltoom. So I was thinking of a place called Kilmore, a different place altogether in Roscommon. Uh, nobody, nobody was on to correct me, which means that nobody knew because if anyone, like, if any slight mistake and people are on to, to ram it down her throat. So nobody knew that I was uh, completely in the wrong. A little knowledge is a dangerous thing. Um, but anyway, you went to, it's the home of St. Bridges Street Club, I now know. Yeah, and a fantastic set. Now, it was absolutely roasting, as everywhere was. I think today was the hottest day of the year so far, which doesn't surprise me. But, like, it's a lovely ground. It's um, 
it's got a stand on both sides. Um, it has a press box. It has power. It has uh, it has everything. You know, it's got a lovely big function hall. I think it's the St. Bridget Sports Centre, it's called. There's a basketball uh, court in there. I went in for into the toilet, so I had to go look around while I was, while I was there. But, uh, yeah, no, fantastic. You talk about the match. Nobody wants to know yeah. about the basketball court well, your trip to the toilet. If anyone gets back there again, they'll know where to go. There's so no, Park like, we're talking about now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some difference. But anyway, they, they started off the game and Claire um, came flying out of the blocks. But Claire's problem throughout the match was their accuracy in front of the goals. They um, they just continually kept missing. And they scored two goals in the first half and they could have had six. Um, Emer Barry made two unbelievable point-blank saves. One from Fidelma Marion, she tipped, tipped it onto the crossbar. And the second one came from... Uh, ooh, Amy Sexton, I think, point blank range. Uh, Roisin Constant did beat her in the in the fourth minute, but other than that, like they, they got a penalty. Chloe Maloney took it, struck the post. Um, Amy Sexton got in another time, hit the post. They they just missed so much, and like Leash were exposed in that first half at the back, but they got away with it because of a combination of their goalkeeper and the missed chances. But also Claire had a number of wides. Like in the first half alone, Claire had six wides. Leash didn't have a wide until the 27th minute. You know, Leash's accuracy in the throughout the entire game. Like Leash scored 221 and they had six wides. So they had, you know what I mean? Like 221 with only six wides over 80 minutes. That's just phenomenal. Like, they, they, their shooting was just great. Honestly, yeah. And, and like, that's, that's the difference because like Claire had six wides in the first half, four in the second. Uh, or sorry, four in the first half of extra time. So there's ten, one in the second half, and two in the second half of extra time. So they had, they had 13, 14 wides to leash at six, not to mention all the goal chances that they missed. And that was the thing, you know. And and, and, mm. and like, how often do we sit here and go, you know, such and such a leash team missed so many chances? Yeah. And, you know, that's where it got away from. So it's great to be sitting on the other end of it. And, and the other side of it, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It's, it's a ring us through the run of the game then, like... So it started off, Claire, um, Leash got the first point, Claire equalised, Leash got the second point, went, went ahead again, and then the first goal came, um, Nevo D, just power, Jesus, power, 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 barrel through this defence, laid it off to Roisin Constant, she stepped inside the Barbarian score. They could have done that a couple of other times, as I said, throughout the first half, but they missed for, for different reasons, and Leash got a foothold in the game then and got ahead. Um, they got four points in a row. Emma Lawler and Jane Moore scored, as well as the magic Moan Ernie. She was just phenomenal throughout the game. Her, like, the points that she kicked were just, every single one of them were glorious. That left foot, somebody said to me afterwards, they should bring her into a Moore Park and just take videos of her and show her to kids of how to strike the ball. She's never off balance. She's always in control. She's always composed. You never see her shooting from a stupid place. That's the most impressive thing about her. Do you know the way lads would score loads and, and they'll shoot them from stupid places? She never does that. She always, if the shot is none, she'll recycle the ball, she'll look for another player. Just, just she's really, a very really controlled good. kicker of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I always prefer left-footed players anyway. I think left-footed players are always the best players. Of course they are, and... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You would say that. <laughs> it's true it's it's true all the best players are left-footed like there's more right-footed players but whatever it is about left-footed players they're just better all the best players any kicking sport in the world are are, are left-footed and uh, a bit of a generalisation but it's, no it's not there's actually something to it and Mo is an incredibly like she's such a stylish kicker of the ball yeah no she she is she's a joy to watch so like at the, by the midpoint of the half it was seven seven points to one three and um 
Clare got back seven to one four, and then Lee struck for a goal. Lovely move. It was about three or four hand passes. Ellen Healy, Jane Moore, uh, Laura Marie Mar, Aaron, and Moan Ernie. And the ball was fed in eventually by Moan Ernie into Laura Marie. She popped it over the top to, to Eva Galvin in one of the keeper. Now, I've seen Leash all year, and Eva Galvin's got through one of the goalkeeper a lot of times, and she's hit the crossbar a lot of times. I said she might have hit the crossbar four times. This time, she absolutely buried it. Top corner. Um, her dad, Pat, I'm sure was delighted with that finish because it was absolutely fantastic. It was right into the top corner. So it was uh, Eva Galvin got that goal, and then um, they, they turned around, and Claire, Claire was straight down the other end and won a penalty. It was actually quite unfortunate because the ball came to the back post and was flicked towards the line. It was blocked on the line, and then it was handled by somebody in the small square because they were lying on the ground. Like it wasn't, didn't deliberately pick it up. The ball just more or less rubbed off her arm, and the referee gave a penalty. Now I will say, I thought the referee, uh, Kevin Corcoran was his name from Mayo. I thought he was excellent, and um, can't say I've ever said that too often after being that ladies' match. Referee. He was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant. He let the game go as much as he could. Thought he was fair. Again. Two sim bins for the very same offence, so he's consistent. And his one thing that he always kept giving was steps. If anybody took any more than four steps, he blew it. So you knew straight away there was no, you know, there was no inconsistencies. Um, I, I thought he was quite good. Anyway, they uh, missed the penalty. Amy or Chloe Maloney came up to take the penalty and struck the post. But literally a minute later, they got through again, and this time Amy Sexton did score. And neither team scored again, and it ended up two five to one eight at half time. So halftime, we were kind of thinking, right, well, Leisure after conceding so many opportunities here, Claire after missing so much, it's it's hard to see Leash winning because you'd imagine eventually Claire will take those opportunities. Mm. But Jesus, Leash came out in the second half and just tore into them for 15 minutes. Moan Ernie, I hope there's a video of it. I presume there will be somewhere. The goal that she scored was just, as Buffy Egan says, tantalising. It was just <laughs> incredible. Uh, lovely passage of play eventually the ball gets switched across to Laura Marie Marsh she's kind of just inside the, the 21 she she crosses it back again straight to Mo she's just outside the 14 and she absolutely cracks a shot into the top corner if it's like I, I should Laura like, Marie started today she's obviously like big addition and like she's suffered like, we've pictures of the 2018 Leinster Intermediate Final and she was supposed to be captain that year but she's lifting the cup but she'd like Set of crutches and a big bandage on her leg, like she's a horrific injury record. So having her back, and we've mentioned having Ashton Quigley and Emma Lawler back, but having they have three new quality players. Exactly, like, and, and she sounded like she was excellent today. Brilliant, brilliant. But like you, you struggled to find somebody who wasn't. Like they were all really, really good. So after the goal, then Claire replied with a point and a uh, grossing constant, and and uh, Grania Nolan got points. But then Leash kicked on again. Mo and Ernie got more points, and they went. Um, they were two thirteen to two eight up after forty five minutes. And would you believe that for the next twenty five minutes, Leash only scored one point? So they were two thirteen to two eight up, and by the ninth minute of extra time, Leash had only managed to add one more point in twenty five minutes. It was just yeah. I don't know, hard to know what really happened. I think their energy levels dropped. Just a few things went against them. They, they turned over the ball. And saying all of that, like Claire got back to within a point, and then they got a sin bin. Um, Jesus, who even got sin bin? It was they had. I think it was one of the subs. It could have been uh, Emma McMahon. That's who it was. She had the ball. She was running forward, and Ellen Healy did that thing that Ellen Healy always does. She got her body in front of the ball carrier, 
and she ran straight into her. So it was a frontal charge. And the referee sinbinder her for it, you know, which I've never seen before. Normally it's just a free the other way. But she did hit her quite hard. So he sinbinder. her. So Alicia now had an extra player and had possession. And they got a free. I think it was Rachel Williams had the free. And they now had an extra player as well. And she tried to play the free short and it got intercepted. And Claire were fouled. And Fidelma Marion Marinan got a free straight to the post, kicked it over, leveled it. The kick out came again and uh, Claude Dunn done the exact same thing that had happened to Ellen Healy. So she got sin pinned and Claire got another free and a chance to win it. That was a difficult free. It was 35, 40 metres out and she went for it and kicked it wide. And the kick out came and we had it for extra time. So 2.14 each and we had for extra time. I know I'm not sure who or who decided, but they took a really long break. They could have taken <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes. Now, there was no one complaining because it was so hot. Like, I mean, they, they definitely deserved uh, a bit of a break. So the teams had a decision then. I was actually ended up beside a rules official in the press box. And he, was in te- he told me that if a team is down to 14 players in ladies, you can sacrifice two substitutes to go back to 15 for the start of extra time. So instead of having five subs in extra time, you would have down to three. So both teams decided to do this. So they both right. went back to 15. So Laura-Marie Marr came back and uh, Eva Galvin came back. So they both came back on the field. She for Havel went off and Laura-Marie came back on in place. of Claude Adon, you could say. And Joy Stone went back into the defence. And the Claude Adon had to see out her sin bin or was she just taken yeah. off? Yeah, she had to see out her sin bin for the 10 minutes. So but they were back to 15 time. though? But they were back to 15. Both 15, teams and Claire, okay. and Claire did the same. And, um, and could, did she come back on? No, she didn't. No. Oh, she didn't come back on at all. Okay. No, her black no. card was the end, or her sim yeah, was but, the end but, of her. Like, yeah. She could have she came back. She could have came back on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And an so, extra time, Leach went five points down. Four. Yeah. Um, Claire came flying out of the box. Leach literally couldn't get the ball out of her own half. It was mad. <laughs> it was just like, it was a continuation of what had gone on before. And Claire were just completely on top. And they went four points up, 218. To two fourteen, and you thought, "This is it." The curtains leash looked absolutely dead, and then leash were on the attack. It was a, the only time to get up the field, and Aaron Fitzpatrick was in possession, and Arla Devitt, who was the captain of Clare, and had marked her to within an inch of the. You know, we laughed. We had Ellen Healy on. She talked about Carter going to the toilet with people. I'd say Arla <laughs> Devitt would have went to the moon with Aaron Fitzpatrick <laughs> if she decided to go there. She followed her everywhere, but um, they collided. And Aaron was in possession and she landed, Arla Devitt landed really awkwardly on the ground and had to be stretchered off. The referee gave a free against Aaron, I thought it was a bit harsh because she didn't actually foul her, but uh, she actually had to be stretchered off. And it changed the game because Leash got two points after that. Mo kicked a free and Mo kicked one from play. And they got back to 218 to 216. And then they came out in the second half and Mo kicked three points in a couple of minutes. And all of a sudden Leash were ahead. And then Aaron <laughs> kicked this just on natural score. She ran past about three or four people. She was only just, I'd say, a small bit inside the 45, which you rarely see a, a ladies player scoring from there. And she boomed it over the crossbar. It was just a fantastic score. And that put Leash uh, too clear. They got back with a point. Um, but then Leash got another one through Moan Ernie and went two up again. And then Claire had to go for a goal. They just never got near the Leash goals. Like Leash, after conceding all those goal chances in the first half, they never gave away another one after that. <laughs> it was mad. It was like they just flicked the switch and said, no, we're not giving you any more goal chances. And they didn't have any more after having six in the first half. They had none for the rest of the game. 
and uh, and that was it. But like the, the win in the game, obviously, Moan Ernie won 14, outstanding. We'll get all the headlines, and rightly so. But the performance of Ashley Donaher on Nevo D, we all know how good Nevo D is. She held her to a point. Now she was a handful. She was involved in a lot of stuff. She set up a goal. But in terms of scoring, Moan Ernie got 114, who would be seen as our main player. Ashley D only got a point. What did um is it Fidelman Marinin guess she Fidelman Marinin got nine points. She got nine points, uh, okay. seven from play and two free. She was very good. She's, She's very good. good. She did all the scoring against them when they played in the league, but Nemo yeah. did wasn't playing that day. Yeah. Um, the Alan the Alan Hartnett player of the match. Sure. Who's in we, contention, we, first of all? If anyone in the, contention. Yeah, I know there is in fairness. Now obviously Mo Mo is, is Mo and Mo will win, there's no question. But there was some brilliant Emma Lawler. Her work rate was outstanding. She worked herself into the ground. She won every ball that was kicked into her. Now, she only scored a point, but she set up so much just from constantly winning possession. Her work rate just superb. And she could sort of like set the tone because not only did she work when she was in possession, her work out of possession was fantastic as well. Eva Galvin was brilliant. Laura Marie Marr was brilliant. Aaron was quieter than she had been the previous week. Still scored three points, especially, and was so important in that extra time period when they really needed it. Anna Healy and Jay Moore worked really hard throughout the whole game. Claude done. Ellen Healy and Rachel Williams were brilliant in half-back lines. Amy Potts, Ashleen Donner and Amy Kelly were excellent. And Eamor Barry only for her in the first half. The game would have been over. So, like, <laughs> where uh, star of the week, player of the match, like, it has to go to Mo, obviously. But that was a complete collective. And also, the subs that came on, Joyce Dunn had a massive impact. I, I, I was always a big fan of Joyce Dunn. I think she's a fantastic footballer. The amount of ball she won around the middle of the field was brilliant. Orla Hennessy came on and fell awkwardly on her knee and had to be carried off again. No, sorry, she wasn't carried off. She ran off, which was good. Um, but she was. She said no look, uh, no look with injuries. No, no, no yeah. look whatsoever. But it's, I believe, it won't. It's not as bad as as the previous injury. So fingers crossed. Because look, the panel is small. We've only got twenty five players. That's all that that's left. A lot of players have have gone. Some have gone traveling. Uh, some have left the panel for different reasons. So. We only have 25, like Claire had 30 togged, and I'd say Wexford will be the same. Yeah, that's, a fu- that's a funny one, isn't it? Like when things go on so well that the panel is dwindling. Yeah, I and it's I know a settled enough team. It is a settled team, yeah, it is a settled team. And and I know a lot of uh, the girls have gone travelling as well that have stepped away from the panel. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've kind of got yeah, that. Geez, they're, like, um, they're missing out on a, a season of a lifetime, though, aren't they? Like, it's yeah. uh, Croke Park, all in front. There's going to be some crack over the next couple of weeks of build up and. Uh, the huge, huge deal. Leach won the All-Ireland Intermediate in the year 2000, but it was different back then. The Intermediate was sort of a shield for the Senior Championship. It wasn't the Intermediate as we know it now because they won. They should have been in the Senior Finals in the 90s and then they, they won it in 2001. Um, Maggie Murphy's selector was 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 on that that panel. Um, Claire Connell was, Connellan was on that panel. Great Moe was mascot for that team in 2001 with the famous pictures of her shaking Mary McAleese's hand. Um so it'll be a great build up. Wexford are definitely Leash's bogey team the last couple of years. But look, I don't like there was the better match for extra time this year and the better by a pint or two last year. You know, the Leash will definitely t- feel they have a chance. So it's Croke Park on the 31st of July and it's great to have it to look forward to. Uh, start of the week nominations. I think we've three nominations in. We've got uh, Moan Ernie, uh, Moan Ernie, and Moan <laughs> Ernie. So, you, so we're going to ask our Instagram audience to, to vote on that one and we'll see how it turns out. Which Mo, which Mo is your favourite Mo? <laughs> Mo Mo's left foot is my favourite Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Like just and as I said, the whole team were were fantastic and they never gave up. Absolutely. Like 
No, and I was talking to one of the, the selectors afterwards and he was just saying to me that like they always backed the, that they would outlast them. They just felt yeah. they were they're fitter and that they'd outlast them. And they did they have a wonderful attitude and like they must be a, a sort of a decent panel to work with. Like I know someone at the start of the year who was asked to get involved and he was very interested in getting involved because of how what their, their attitude and the environment that is there. Um, was one of the main reasons they were sort of interested in in, in be, being involved. So, look, they're getting the rewards. Like the the they they have improved year after year over the past three years. Like they were close to rock bottom a couple of years ago, and they've they've improved every single season. The players have improved. The panel has been strengthened, and I said they're going to Croke Park now with a chance of going back to senior. Now that will would be a big step up if they were to make it. But for coming from where they're coming from. And to win the championship, that the, you know, to be in a chance to win the championship that they have been in the last couple of years would be a huge, huge achievement. So we can only wish them well. And the, uh, the thing when you mentioned about senior, actually, it, it's important to note that there's two teams after being relegated from the senior championship now. Um, Monaghan and Westmead have both been relegated. They're getting it okay. down to twelve, and and um, so you will have Monaghan and Westmead down in the intermediate grade next year. So it will be much tougher. Um, get back out there to get out yeah. there yeah. Yeah. because they didn't relegate anyone COVID year so they're mm. obviously trying to regulate things again here we, we, you have an interview with Emma Lawler an interview with a jubilant Emma Lawler afterwards yeah so, so we'll, we'll listen to her and then we'll come back where do we start that was just incredible I mean how are you feeling after that like you must be wrecked the I'll hottest day of the year <laughs> <laughs> absolutely wrecked um Look, it was a tough match and we, we really we made it hard for ourselves going to extra time. But look, we played against Wexford and we went to extra time as well. So we knew not to throw in the towel in extra time. We knew what was what we had to do to go over the line. And thankfully, we did it today. And it's great to get a chance to play in Crow Park. It's been our, all of our dreams since we were young. And now that it's actually coming true, it's absolutely unbelievable. But we've put in the work since November and we have. We've really, really put in the work fitness-wise, strength and conditioning, skills-wise. We just... We haven't clicked as well as we have other years as we have this year. And I feel like we're, we're really peaking at the right time. And hopefully in three weeks' time, then we can just finish it off. Peak again. Win. Yourself, like, you weren't part of the panel last year, and now you've come in this year, and, like, you've been outstanding in every single game. And today, I mean, like, you had to work rate. Okay, like, you might not put up big scores, but you won every single ball that was kicked into you. You were involved in all of the good things. Like, it must be great for you being back, having yeah, taken that brilliant. year out. Yeah, I've been playing since I was 16, and then last year, work commitments just got too much. But COVID and that, I was working in a nursing home, so I had to kind of take the, the time out and focus on, on the job at the time with the pandemic and all. But um, it was a really hard decision to step away from the panel, but I'm just delighted to be back in and playing again. And I feel like the year probably made me a better player because it, it showed me what I really wanted to do, and that was to play football with leash. And it gave me the time to think about it. And then I went in November when Joni rang me, and I just gave it everything that I could. And yeah, thankfully, Joni says I was always one of the hardest workers, but this year, this year I'm putting in the work. You can't be accused of that today, anyway. I. Uh, it's like a family. It seems like a family. Yeah. Like you're, you have a small enough group. There's about 25, 26 of yeah. you there. It really looks, it almost looks like a club set up in the sense that yeah. everybody seems to get on really well. Yeah. And then that comes out on the pitch. Exactly, yeah. Even over the last few years, I think with only we've been with only for three years and even this year we just we feel like we're clicking we're communicating way better even off the field off the training we're talking nearly every day and so when you have a good morale like that and you're making actual friends that you're playing with you're not just teammates you're friends and it makes a big difference to the team like it brings up the morale in the in the camp and all and it shows on the field like we play together as a team as you seem to say like 
and we're just yeah we are really really close now and we're getting only getting closer which is great Crow Park in three weeks yeah do you ever think you'd be saying that <laughs> I was just talking to one of the girls there I was like it won't sink in now to Lex that we're actually playing in Crow Park but oh Jesus I feel like I can retire now after <laughs> <laughs> no you're not allowed you're not allowed to do that no no but look it's great yeah we just need to put our heads down now again for three weeks and it's the last three weeks of, of our year like so put in the hard, another hard work for three weeks and hopefully it will pay off in the end Okay, that was Emma Lawler in great form after matching. Why wouldn't she be? Like, she wasn't part of the panel as she chatted about in that interview last year, and now she's made a huge difference. And I said she's got Croke Park to, to look forward to. So, look, it's great for everyone involved. Um, we'll bring it back a good few levels now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to your, your, your interview with Bags there last week, and you're saying, like, you got rid of me for the football, the hurling, you got rid of me for the ladies' football, and you were, as you were saying, you were putting me on the, the division three and four. I'll be gone from the football altogether the way, the way things are going. Um, so I, I, I did, I did the two uh, league finals, um, at the weekend. I was in the Moor Park on Friday night as Belly Rowan won division three A. I had a bit of my own crowd and a knock in the final, one fifteen to nine points. Um, and then it was there on Saturday evening when Greg Cullen won the division three B final and they bet, uh, Rose and Alice two seventeen to three eleven. Absolutely great game. Um, you got a great weekend of predictions. You got all three games. You're, you're back in form. Coming into the back championship, back in form. Coming good at the right time. But I did say oh, these good. were very easy to predict, though. So you know we can't get too carried away. See how see how smart you are next week. Going to these yeah. hurling matches. <laughs> exactly. I no, there were two two honest, enjoyable games. Um, Ballyroan deserved to win. Um, they were the better team. Uh, they got a good start. They got a goal. Stephen Thompson got a goal early on. Now, Alanock might have felt they should have probably prevented it. Um, and looked like there might have been a bit of a foul in the build up to it. But Ballyroan were the better team. But with 10 minutes to go, um, Ballyroan hadn't, Ballyroan didn't score in the entire second half until the last 10 minutes. Um, Alanock had it back to five points and had a good bit of ball and they weren't, they weren't too bad. But, they just they, they lacked a bit of score of firepower up front. They were they were very reliant on Simon Shortland for freeze. Like he he probably like if we were picking a man in the match for that in that game, he probably would have been the next from they scored six points, five frees. I never would have had Sambo, as we know, and marked down as a free taker, but he's on the freeze this year because McCall and Horgan are in America. Marty Stapleton, who would have taken freeze and well, it was was unavailable the last couple of rounds. Sambo's been taking freeze. Five from five, all out of the hands, really good. And he scored an absolute gem of a point from play. In, in the first half as well. Um, but Ballyroan were, um, the war better, very young team. Like I said, they've won a couple of minors in number 20 in the last couple of years. This particular team has won back to back promotions. Like they won 3B last year, 3A this year, and the junior championship. So the last three competitions they've entered their second team into, they've won them. They've won every single one of them. Um, and that is strong, obviously, like Gavin Tyne and Rory Dunn, strong spine to the team. Connor and Michael Brennan midfield. And then, like, James McQuee up front scored. I think he scored three points. Um, yeah, Charlie Whelan got, he got four or five points, I think. And, uh, Enda McQuee came on and scored three really good points late in the game. I think that, that, there, that a couple of guys were running back from holidays that day. And I know that they were missing both Oren Delaney and Lawson Obular. I was talking to Oren on Friday in, uh, Mulhall Super Value, sort of a Bally Rowan, um, establishment and he, where, where he works. Uh, but he was telling me he was uh, heading off on his holidays. So, uh, but a lot of those lads played senior league and they will lose a few to the senior team. Um, uh, who was it? Uh, the, the, oh yeah, Evan McAvoy came up and kicked the 45. With, yeah, only 50, 50 minutes on the clock and that put them 110 to 7 points up. Uh, and, and not again, there was 7 minutes to go. Yeah, with only 7 minutes to go, it was back to 5 points again. Um, but Ballyroan got the last 5 points in a row and, um, 
yeah, ran not got a point in, in, in injury time. So Ballymore were reserved for winners. Only one team goes up out with that division. I do think it would have been no harm for our lads to go up. I do think they'll get stronger next year. And it is a step up in the division. You know, Simon Shortle, Connor Donlan, uh, Jack Fenley, John Scully, Rory Stapleton, they all, they all did quite well. I said James Miller kicked a lovely point in the first half. Um, Donald Miller came on at half time and we had to dig into our reserves. Like Cyril Darcy, I think was playing his third game in a week and he, he nearly <laughs> closer to 50 than, than 40. Um, he's a funny one, you know, his, uh, the, the rules prevent his son, Jake, who's a least minor. He's 17, can't play and, you know, they're doing the water, but the rules are rules and they affect every club. But look, we, I think our lads go now and play Collection in the first round of the championship. And they're in a tough group with Collection, Greg, and Joseph's second team. It's to get out of the group and be sitting with a chance when they get everyone back from America and that they might be in the mix. Like, but they only bet them by two points in the semi final last year. And Byron won the championship. So they're not a million miles away. Byron won't. Should I say Byron will give it, give plenty of teams. That intermediate isn't that strong. I don't think there's that much, that wonderful quality in the intermediate. I think it could be competitive. Play Tim O'Hoe in their first game. And if they don't lose too many, you know, they're yeah. on a bit about Tim O'Hoe. There will be a step up for them. But you reckon they'll, they'll lose guys? So. Ah, they will, but I do agree with you. I think they'll, they'll do better than uh, the second teams probably have done. Now, Dempsey didn't do too badly the first year they went up, but I can't imagine them being up too much this year. I think they'd be very yeah. prime now to go down because they only bet Portage last year and Portage were terrible. So... Um, I I expect Ballerone they could make a bit of an like, you know they, they, they definitely depend on who they lose and they probably have a few lads there that that will go. Um, but there's a few lads to come back that weren't there. Yeah. I'd imagine you'll see Loss and Oren Delaney and Sam Quinn all playing junior yeah. that weren't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, actually, I have a new award. So given that Mon Ernie has player or the start of the week all wrapped up, I've, I've got two candidates for hairdo of the week. And one is Ben McDonald from Ballyroan, come on with a lovely uh, bleached head on him, sort of half bleached job. And the other is uh, Alex Marin from Rosenalis in the second game. He's sort of a bleach, but sort of more of a mop, sort of a bleach. It's a different, different style. These mullets seem to have gone by the wayside. Oh, good. And, uh, I never and, and the man buns, the man buns seem to be gone as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't yeah, last no. too long, but there's a different, oh. few different, uh, too hot different for that crack. Yes, it's too hot for that crack. <laughs> Where would you be caught with a yeah. mullet like Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was that game. The, the other game on, on Saturday evening, Rosalannis and Greg. Greg had 34 lads tugged out, and one of their subs was wearing the number 39 jersey. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> and if no the jerseys uh, went that high. Yeah, they didn't, didn't know Niels. They didn't know Niels did that. Yeah. And I was, I was expecting Greg to be comfortable winners in this match, given, how, like, I saw the, you know, the amount of them that they had tugged out in that. And they went 1 3 to no score up after seven minutes. They got a goal after less than a minute. Uh, high ball I think Forbes was going for a point but in any case no harm dropping in around the square because Big Birdie Hand got a, a fist to a goal literally I'd say it wasn't 50 seconds gone in the match Jamie Murphy who was very good uh, got two points in a row then Forbes got a point it was one three and so this could this could get away from us Dallas. but no to come back like Alex Marin as I said caused them fierce problems he's very lively um, Colin Poole got a couple of points Marin got a goal Marin he was fouled for free that Colin Poole kicked and then they missed a heap of chances like we've got it back to 1-3, 1-2, and they missed a heap of chances. Paddy Scully and the Greg goals made a couple of good saves. Um, then Connor Hart, Greg came back. Connor Hart, he was very impressive. He got a, a good point. Jamie Murphy then got 1-1 one, one in really quick succession. Well, that has kept coming back. Your, your cousin, Dunica Hart, scored a brilliant goal. He got fierce hearts of fouled all in the way in along the end line. And I thought he should have got a free in, but he got the shot away and took it, took it away well. Um, but 
yeah, hand got he got he got palmed a point. As another said, it could, could have been a goal again. Then he kicked one from from long range. Uh, but um, it was two nine two five at half time, and not long after half time, two minutes into the second half, Colin Poole like, got an unbelievable goal, an absolute bullet. Um, and, and then James Jackson got a point, but they could never get it. They got it back to two points a couple of occasions, but they could never get it any close. But it was, it was up and down the pitch. Um, right, like, what was it? Yeah, two seventeen to three eleven. That's mm. fair scoring for uh, well, like that's Greg. That Greg team is junior A, like and Rose Nallis is junior B. So, yeah, yeah. no, the war. Yeah, yeah. I know Rose Ellis want to be very. I'd say Rose Ellis, like if they keep those together, and that they probably lose a few. Like as you, you would flag them up last week. J- James Highland was very good in the middle of the field. Like Poole and Jackson are two very good uh, forwards. Dear Madu- like Jackson, Dear Madooley, Alex Marin, Colin Poole on the full forward line. Um, James Farrell Junior be full mm-hmm. forward. Like Dunica centre back, he's well fit to play senior club football. Um. Good old warrior of uh, Rose and Alice, John Lawler came on at half time and he was he was quite good as well. Um well, it was good it was a good game, it was a bit of bit of cutting to it. And uh, Greg, Greg were good though, like uh like they brought on like the chips were very strong, like the Forbes was wing forward, um Connor Hart they did six of last year's minor team. Connor Hart and Jamie Murphy were both very good and they brought on before they brought on Aaron Dorgan like, before half time and they brought on Sean McGrath and uh, Jack Byrne at half time. Yes. You know, but like there's nothing nothing wrong with that. Like I know, no. I know we've we've criticized and called Greg out for the shenanigans they did in the past, but those as their first year up, like they, they don't have to be graded senior. They may uh-huh. lose their status. Um and like, you know, the I think like they they, they they brought those lads on at half time, they, they knew the game had to be won and they, like, I didn't absolutely no problem. I saw some people giving out to the junior A team. They got relegated in, in the league that they were in last year, played all the games and got Kilcavan relegated them. That's right. So, yeah. You know. So like there, there were actually there was some crack over. I think that was more refereeing. Something error happened that, with subs or something, didn't it? And they had to replay the game or I think I think it was our man Nick Birmingham got sent off and they wouldn't let them go back to fifteen for extra time or something. Oh that would have been, so, yeah. so, so, something along those lines. Or no, yeah. he, he got a yellow card normal time and the yellow card should have been dropped and he got a yellow for, card again an extra time. Extra time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he shouldn't. He shouldn't have been getting all those yellow cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably was Mick's fault. Now we know Mick. He wouldn't be doing that. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't be telling lads to be picking up yellow cards, multiple no, yellow no. cards in the same game. No, no. <laughs> so that was great. No, they were they were, they were worthy worthy winners. Uh, they were no, they were deserving winners. But it was a good game. So Rose, now let's imagine going hard. Like they they, they bet no, Melik well in the Junior B last week. I think Ireland's clean in the same group, so they'll probably beat them in the Junior B. They'll be in the Junior B knockout stages, and yeah, we had no we under, played them in the semi final last year, and we, and we beat them, but they were good, and um, we beat or Steve Bloom beat us then in the final afterwards. So yeah, they'll, I'd say they'll they'll go hard for that Junior B this year. They'll, they'll uh, uh, like they're thereabouts. Yeah, Greg Greg will lose four or five at least off that team to oh, senior. Least, you'd imagine yeah. and. Well, all of them the have like the two named out like they, they, they played they played play Joseph's in the first round of the junior A, which should be a good, no, like a host. Right, would have right lost, game, yeah. Some of them yeah. would have lost. They'll, they'll probably both have lost a few few to the senior. Um, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, no, two two, two go against the leagues are finished. We'll have a program. Well, no, there's one one league game that I'm standing on. Forget now. You'll have the juniors junior C boys up in arms if you say they're all done. Is it is that not done for though? No, is it not? Oh. Park Ritness cannot get a walkover from Kilcavan. Oh, did they in the end? I, I, oh, I, right. I, no, I think, I think Kilcavan have had to pull that team. Probably, oh. I don't know how. I don't know how you can get to a final and then I suppose it's holidays in that. Um, right. And Park Park were up on social media saying they didn't. You know, it was unfortunate, but they're promoted to Division Four. 
Oh, I believe they'll have three teams next year. Yeah, so, I think no, they, I were think anxious, they were anxious for that because they do they do have numbers coming and they do want to have teams to provide them with. So um, yeah. they were they were anxious to to get up the to get up the. Yeah, grade. but I'd imagine some of the Division Four teams just swapped with you, like. Jesus, <laughs> 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 no, be careful. Say like Ireland's clean, Ireland's clean, or the Rock, or Camros, or someone. If you said to me, "Do you mind if we go up and you come down?" <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no problem at all. Um, so that's it. Look, it's all about the ladies. Uh, you know, side which Mo gets uh, player star of the week. Yeah. And we're going to be back with our rankings. Have you got rankings done? I do. Yeah, good. I do. Uh, I haven't done I, plenty, of, I, plenty of controversy, lots of shaking up, be lots of giving yeah. out. I'm looking forward to it. I, 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 I sort of added a new algorithm uh, factor that feeds into it is uh, how much Alan likes you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a factor too I think it might be yeah, yeah the Valley Rowan crowd were, were telling me the other night but geez, Alan always gives us great coverage we're saying <laughs> I said oh yeah Valley Rowan Alan Valley Rowan Alan yeah <laughs> I don't know they caused me nothing only misery when I was coaching team I never bet them maybe that's why I like yeah. them I don't know what yeah, yeah 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 you know yeah. them well yeah. yeah right we'll leave it at that we'll leave it at that and we'll be back with our rankings and we'll be back with a hurling preview this week we're, we're wall to wall stuff this week so we may exactly. we'll just get on with it over and out good luck God bless goodbye <laughs> The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.